Hello, it's Calvin Kemp of The Twin Geeks. It is my absolute pleasure to chat with Angus McLean, co-director of Finding Dory, director of Toys for a Terror, and finally, today's presentation, Lightyear. Now in theaters, it marks Pixar's return to the theatrical space, and it shows the origin story of Buzz, as he was seen in Andy's movies growing up, it was a great chat, so I hope you enjoy. The Pixar route to direction is always interesting to me. Um, how did you develop in that system, and what led you to directing on your own? Well, I think I was incredibly fortunate that I had such a long trajectory to directing. Uh, I'd been an animator. I'd done story work. I'd done some art department work. I'd worked in character setup. And so I had got a chance to really work in production on... Uh, many of the first dozen, you know, Pixar films really intimately. Uh, and then I, I transitioned to doing short films that taught me another side of things. And that led into a, a co-directing position of Finding Dory. But I had literally the most leisurely and supportive trajectory of, to get to make a film at Pixar. Uh, it was not fast. Uh, so, but 25 years later, they're releasing Lightyear, and I, and I could not be more proud of the work. What are the present realities of working at Pixar? Um, I feel like everything in the industry has obviously shifted, but uh, how have the realities of Pixar shifted with COVID and the uh, nature of theatrical streaming releases? Um, uh, what's, uh, what's the feeling about all that right now? Well, uh, as far as COVID is concerned, uh, you know, uh, most of the film was done over Zoom. You know, uh, you're getting uh, this is the look that people would get here in my basement as I would go. Uh, yeah, that's great work that you're doing, but maybe it could be slightly different. Uh, um, as far as streaming, I mean, uh, you know, we're we, as of course, the context is the three movies before this have all been released uh, to direct streaming and, and uh, Lightyear is the first film to, since onward to be released theatrically. I mean. Uh, it's it's a reflection of the realities of the the COVID era. Um, I don't know if anyone really knows uh, what uh, what the future is or or where we go where we're going. But I think that Pixar's uh, hasn't much changed as far as what we're attempting to do and telling stories that resonate with ourselves and with audiences and. We're making them for the big screen and, and, and you know, hopefully that, that, that experience survives. Um, as a film fan, you know, it's very, very important to me, the theatrical experience. Um, but I understand that the reach of streaming has, so there's value in, in both of those avenues. There's been a lot of conversation about the recasting of Buzz, although uh, he is a different character with different opportunities, of course. Mm -hmm. um, what does Chris Evans bring to the role and uh, how did he specifically help shape the character? Well, I knew pretty early on that tonally I wanted the film to be much different than Toy Story. And I didn't think, I mean, just making a toy, a remaking a Toy Story film with fancier graphics was not emotionally satisfying. Um, so I knew we, I wanted to have a movie that felt like a live action, action adventure sci-fi movie. Uh, and as such, I wanted a kind of action hero actor 
in that role. Uh, it's a very Buzz Lightyear, of course, is a very iconic character, but I felt like you might need somebody that had that level of gravitas and star power uh, um, for the role, uh, and but somebody that was both serious and comedic without undercutting the drama or seeming too. Uh, they were funny in, in, a, in a more subtle way um, because Buzz was going to be moved from a side character to main character and you have different responsibilities for that character as a result. So Chris was our first choice for that and I'm, I'm so pleased that he said yes. And it was a really um, great partnership. We brought him in early enough that you know, we showed him the work and he was excited about it and then we just sort of workshop the movie with him and you know we would bring it every time we record him we bring him new stuff we show him scenes and he would react to it and so in many ways he was our first audience and it was uh really exciting to have a creative partner who was such a fan but also an honest audience member uh and so that was that was really helpful to us i uh brought my daughter to our press screening there and uh oh yeah she was uh, just uh, so enamored with the uh, socks, the cat, and uh, the extended cast of characters, which uh, she found so much more to relate to. Um, yeah. How do you feel uh, that was developing these uh, characters that are kind of outside the realm of a Toy Story story usually? Um, uh, so it, as in they're not established characters, uh, what was the path for that and um, how did you develop them? Well, we needed to have characters that were going to inform and challenge our protagonists. And Buzz is a character who is separated from society. He does not want help. He does not value inexperience. He does not value um, a lack of commitment. And he just certainly does not value rule breakers. And that is all the people he is stuck with. <laughs> Sox wants to help him. He doesn't want it. Izzy uh, has book learning experience, but has no field experience. She's not to be trusted in his mind. Uh, Mo has no <clears throat> ability to stick with things and is a quitter. And that is the antithesis of the space ranger. And finally, Darby is a rule breaker who he, although has some commonalities with, is uh, frustrated by her uh, flippant regards to the law. So, that was, these are all characters that formed together to change him to be more flexible and recognize and gain a community. Uh, but that's the root of how they were developed. With the framing of Lightyear as a kind of favorite meta movie of Andy's uh, that he watched in 95, mm -hmm. uh, was there ever a plan to make the film more of like a, a decade specific homage and to like throw back to that era of filmmaking? And um, it feels like maybe there was a, some other correlation with Toy Story? Did it, uh, did it develop out of that? Or uh, did you start thinking um, we're going to create a totally new story that's um, kind of a separate metafiction? Uh, the, the connection to Toy Story is just meant to be a jumping off point to make a hard sci-fi movie with cool stuff in it. Um, mm -hmm. the, uh, the thinking about its connection to Toy Story uh, was not, other than pulling all of the, the potential ideas from the described mythology from Buzz or Zerg. Um, we didn't spend much time on that or thinking about that. 
there was some there was a brief thought of like do we want to do crappy special effects but you would inherit other problems like you'd be like no no it's crappy but it's okay it's from this you know, that 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 if that pulls you out like you're 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 in the, the, there's a whole subset of people that would be pulled out from the opposite uh, so it's just meant to be a jumping off point um, and who's who's to say that special effects and um, and the particular aspects of filmmaking in the in universe of Andy's world was a little bit more advanced than our own. Uh, I like to think of it as like, what's the, what's the way to end to, to tell a cool sci-fi action movie. Mm. Is this kind of film indicative of the future direction of Pixar? Uh, do you think we will see more spinoffs and universe expansion and uh, will other Pixar properties get their own light year? I don't think so. I mean, I don't, um, the, the movie wasn't spinoff first, like it wasn't meant to be like the beginning of like a new way to approach movies on like a, a, a approach level. It was more like uh, I wanted to make a cool sci-fi movie and I wanted to explore buzz. And so those two things kind of came together as this film. It wasn't like, all right, now it's the Toy Story toy box. Who's next? Slinky's Adventures in Dogtown. Like it's not... <laughs> Uh, it's, it, it's, it just, and I think a lot of that is, is that it takes so much time to make a movie and so much emotional energy. You have to really be connected to the characters. It's not a thing like <laughs> if someone was really passionate about Slinky Dog and really wanted, but just like, why would you spend that much time doing that? I don't know. Uh, so this really really has to do with what the, I mean I, I never say never maybe some directors want to that I, I can't see myself uh, doing that again um, I love the wink in this movie movie and it's exactly the movie I wanted to make but it, it was more about the genre of film than what it was and telling the emotional story of Buzz Lightyear with a different kind of tone that I would draw into uh, and not that it's Toy Story aspect looks like we'll be wrapping up here after this question but uh thank you for uh, providing uh finally uh, another Pixar film that I could take my daughter to and Oh, uh, ever uh, feel a little bit nervous and scared but she was just wrapped around my arm so uh, that's a meaningful experience for parents and uh, oh, thank you and kim noted that you were uh from portland or originally from portland yeah so, uh, yeah absolutely my favorite kind of person to interview another pacific northwest <laughs> so, um i guess what was the uh there's always that hallmark of a pixar film it's adults and children can enjoy mm -hmm. it in equal measure and uh, I, I always feel like I enjoy it more than her, but uh, 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 how do you feel about that? And how did you represent that in Lightyear? Well, the truth is, we, like I said, these movies take so long. We try to make, we make the movies really for ourselves and movies that we want to see. Um, but having been steeped in, you know, having worked on, you know, so many of these movies, I think we have like kind of an idea of what are the boundaries for what's appropriate for children. Um, for me, on this film, I was especially cognizant of like, what would I want to see as a kid? What was exciting to me? Because many of those things are things I'm still interested in. Um, and so much of the sense of fun in the movies that I grew up on, I don't see as much anymore. So I, I wanted to create something that was um, trading on some of the nostalgia ideas of the past without trying to nostalgia mind specifics. Um, how old is your daughter? Oh, she's five now. So uh, great. Yeah, great. she's uh, already uh, seen all the Pixar. So uh, it's uh, 
most of those checked off the list. And uh, several years we watch uh, Toy Story Horror as well, and she uh, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Oh, great, great, great. The uh, I took my daughter when she was five to see Raiders of Lost Ark in the theater, which uh, <laughs> might have been a bit aggressive, but um, I think you know now she rises me about it. But the um, yeah the uh, yeah I think I think we just try to make movies we think are, are fun, and and I or rather my goal uh, in this movie was never to make um, it's not like a it's not a it's not a sad movie. There are sad moments, but it's meant to be. Uh, a joyous celebration of um, teamwork. The film is a very thinly veiled metaphor for making movies. And so that is all about teamwork. And when you are act as an individual, um, it doesn't always work out. You need that team. That team is everything in making a movie. I'm uh, getting the cue here to wrap up, but uh, thank you so much for your time, Angus. Uh, thank my you pleasure so much. To talk with you. Wonderful speaking with you. Yeah.